Good morning and welcome to a real one, a Sunday conversation. This one happens to be episode 190-something. I think three. Three or four. Maybe two. So, no, it's uh, definitely 193. 190. Episode 193 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast, hosted by Aaron and I, presented by Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, Dickie's Barbecue, One Stop Convenience. Aaron, how the heck are you, bro? I'm good, Ben. I'm good. Your boy's a little tired. Uh, it's a long week. We're hitting busy season at the day job, and then I bartended Friday and Saturday night. So your boy's, uh, your boy's recovering a little bit today. But overall, I am uh, I'm good, buddy. I'm good. It's not, you know, the the shitty thing about this time of year is it gets so busy for me that like there's like not much exciting going on outside of out of work. Um, uh, we did. That's a lie. That's a lie because right okay. now, fine, fine. Because right. I'm because BlackRock is trying to get um, an ETF for Ethereum, so that's pretty <laughs> exciting. Uh, okay, work. all right, fine, fine. I, I mean, as far as my <laughs> my personal life is concerned, there's not much exciting going on outside of work. I, however, I will say, Ben, there are two different. There's there's two very significant. Excuse me. There's two very different groups of people or a chasm between groups of people. So Friday night, we had a party, uh, 100 people from 10 to 1. It was a 21st birthday party. Yale Chess Club. The kid whose birthday it was, I believe his family uh, either started or or has uh, <laughs> money from Seagram's, which is a it's not as big of a brand anymore, but used to be a huge whiskey, well, whiskey, vodka, gin brand, uh, Canadian. Seagram company. seven. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so for three hours. So you had a Seagram's air in the bar drinking only crown Royal. Super nice kid. Super <laughs> the nicest kid. No, Ben, it's bet. I'm going to explain why I bring that up. So for three hours to rent the bar out six grand. Okay. And like, we have, you know, we have options. Obviously, you can add things if you want to spend more money. So six grand, no food, and we give them two cocktails. We we pre batch, we pre batched about sixty liters. Wait, so you mean? Okay, okay. I thought you were like each person there just gets two drinks. No, no, no. They can drink as much Which as they maybe want. Maybe it might oh, be less. Have... It might be less than. Oh, right. Yeah, but we only make just, two. I'll... We only make like... two. Well, because the the problem becomes if we give them full bar, by the time everybody gets a drink, like the party's going to be over. To make a hundred cocktails, I mean, it, it wouldn't take that long, but it would take a long fucking time, and you'd go through too much. Uh, I understand. Uh, cheap, okay. Cheaper, cheaper, you, you look, and easier. Literally, that's why they made the shake weight. You can't see right. this right now, but I'm doing the thing over my head. It's actually for right. bartenders to shake drinks. Yep. Someone said to me last night, you shake your drink so vigorously. And I said, well, I jerk off a lot. So my forearms are strong. Just kidding. That's a joke. Mom, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. That was just a joke. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so six grand for two. <laughs> so, anywho. Uh, anyways, here's Wonderwall. Um, so six grand for two. Ki- and Ben, like, 
let's just say we don't necessarily use the most premium ingredients in these pre-batch cocktails. Because right, it's, bo- it's so bottom shelf. Of- I mean, if, if they want to spend eight grand, they get mid shelf, and if they want to spend fifteen grand, we'll give them. Right. No, that, who knows? Maybe the numbers are higher. Go ahead. Sorry. So, so we. Uh, so like the thing about working these parties is like working them isn't bad. All you're doing is like, you know, filling cups up with ice and putting cocktail, you know, putting the drinks on the bar and plastic cups for people to grab. And so it's, it's pretty easy work. The pain in the ass part is cleaning up afterwards. Right. I mean, you're talking a bunch of 21 year old kids in a bar, like they, they just make a fucking mess. These kids were honestly not that bad. So this kid paid six grand for three hours, tipped us all 20% on well, 20% is the auto gratuity. And then he tipped us another 5% on top of it. And like, so each, each person that was working in made 350 bucks to literally just stand behind the bar and just take cups and put them on the bar and then clean up afterwards is it's great. But just to show you how the other half lives, that kid drops $7,500 on a party on a Friday night for his 21st birthday. And it's just like, Oh Ben, I have something else. I, I almost forgot about this. So I can't say for sure. But some of these kids were were definitely doing blow. I can't say for sure, but these kids were definitely doing blow. Uh, <laughs> and like, oh no, there you go. You're back. Uh, um, I can't. I can't say positively that that they were, but these kids were definitely a hundred percent. But like the way these kids are doing it now, you know, like um, like Afrin, you know, like the nasal spray, like the over the counter yeah. nasal spray. Well, I mean, no, but yeah, like I know. What you're oh, yeah, about. yeah, you get the yeah. concept. They have fucking these little fucking squeeze bottles that they're like doing. shooters. Apparently, they mix the cocaine with like a saline solution and just fucking snort it through these like nasal spray devices. Because there was like one point I saw a kid do it, and I was like, oh, maybe he's got allergies. Like I use nasal spray. Then I saw him start passing it around to like a bunch of people around. I'm like, there's no chance these kids all have allergies. So they like that's apparently how these fucking young kids are doing yip nowadays is just in the fucking little like spray bottles, like nasal spray bottles. You know who does cocaine that way? Yeah, Se- Se- yeah, Seagram's heirs. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, you know, the average Johnny who's getting, you know, ninety five percent. What is the shit called, babe? Um, Baby, baby laxatives in his yeah. cocaine. Yeah. He probably isn't going to have the saline squirters, you know, b- yeah, right. magic bottle, you know. <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, yeah, that's that's it. Last night was was whatever. Last night was fine. I have interesting. I mean, Aaron, the same. Look at. I mean, evolution is wild. It's like just imagine if it's like now they got they got pot in a in a vape stick. That's you know, true. it's just like you know, everyone's so worried about like you know, it's like. Uh, I saw this uh, thing the other day. It was like a news, some high school somewhere. They were having problems with the sewers or something. And the, mm-hmm. the, the company came to, to clean out the sewers and they found like, you know, like 2000 vape pens, like lodged down in the shit, like, <laughs> like literally in the shit. But it's <laughs> like, they think, you know, it's like, they think kids are, are smoking nicotine when they're probably just getting stoned all day in in school it's like you can't differentiate between a a weed vape pen and a you know one of these other vape pens it's just like it's wild to see like you know where people used to have to smoke do you understand how 
much a cigarette smells and kids would walk into a high school yep. bathroom and smoke a cigarette. Like Dude. that happened every day in my entire high school career. Ben, you know, I... and it's like, it's just absolutely mind blowing where we've gotten to in terms of like, you know, I like, and it, it, you, it all starts with, it probably started with adults in the workplace. You know, it's like, how do we hide this? How, remember Scotty Mack used to tell us like he would like, like power blow his, he like came up with a way to like power blow his. Yeah. Sorry, Scotty to like, whatever. Throw Happy honeymoon, like buddy. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's like, oh yeah, if you like, blow it really fast you like can't see or whatever just like there's always like an innovation in in, in you know getting your fix it's, well it's un- unbelievable i will say this and i know you have some things you want to talk about but i i will say this i do think that there's probably more kids that are using some kind of nicotine product now because of accessibility in terms of vapes then they're probably like in our One billion age, percent. I saw, I'm not kidding you the other day. I saw a group of, there's no way they were older than 14 years old. No possible way. And they were driving a golf cart down our street where our new house yep. is. And this kid, you could see this kid. Cause like, I mean, there's a, Basically, I mean, I don't know how to explain this. Our front yard is like has a lot of street, like yeah. um, frontage. Yeah. So there's no <laughs> trees. There's no nothing. Our front so yard has a lot of street. It's just a funny sentence. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's like I get what you, you mean. Can see a golf cart, and they're not going fast, and they roll for you know what is a lengthy amount of time before they're out of your your yeah. sight, and then you can see them go past the neighbors and and all this so it's like five kids sitting on a golf cart and they're like i'm saying well underage and this kid is like you can see how mad he is he's like beating on this vape and then like ripping it as hard as he can because it's like out yeah you know like his vape is out you can clearly tell that he ran out of whatever it is. And it's like, he's like hitting it so hard to like get one last like rip of this yeah. vape. You know, he's probably like thinking like, Oh my God, we're never going to be able to get one. whatever. I'm just right. like, so it's like, I watched that whole sequence happen. It was like a girl driving. He was in the front passenger seat and he's like, you know, it's like, I'm telling you, it's like, he was not any, he, he was between 12 and 14, like no joke. And it's like, if it's him, you know it's a lot more. And well, that's. I a, mean, that's I'm not a, sitting here talking shit. It's just it, like it's very different. Like for me, I didn't drink till I was 18. I didn't, you know, right. do anything till I turned 18. You know, because I had to deal with my folks. But well, so I, it's, it's it's just like it's it, it's crazy just to see. You know, it's like when I was eight. You know, when I was 16 and 17, my only options for nicotine, you know, were like dipping and and would have been a cigarette, you know? And it's like I had no interest in doing either of those. Right. Um, no, it's just it's 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 like, well, especially because back in our day, 
you had to, like you said, if you were going to use nicotine or something, you were smoking fucking cigarettes. Like, and, you know, obviously, like you said, we went to high school with some kids who, you know, whatever their family background was, you know, were just, they would just do do whatever, right? And if, but right. you're right. And, and there was no repercussions. Like, if I was just like, you know, thinking in my mind, like if I ever got caught smoking a cigarette in school yeah. and like got in trouble for it, like I just... I would never have done it because I was like, all I cared about was playing hockey or whatever, you know? And it's just like, I'm not going to get kicked out of school for, you know, whatever. It's just, I, I had, I didn't get in trouble. I think I had one detention in my life. It just, it's, so I get that aspect. Like there was literally kids just, you know, and that's the other thing. It's like, not only are they smoking, you know, in, in middle school, I remember kids getting busted for pot, like having yeah. pot on them in school. Sure. I mean, sure. these are t- this is in middle school when we were there. It's like, yeah. so you know that these kids are just ripping these vape pens in, like, I don't know. the The world the world has changed, Ben. But well, it's changed, but it's also stayed the same. But it is funny you say that because, like, or you you said about how much cigarette smell. So I, I mean, you know, I was a pack a day smoker for like five years, and. I never, you know, when you smoke that much, you don't, you stop like noticing it. You stop noticing that you smell like it. You stop noticing because you're just so used to it. Your nose, you know, you're so used to it all the time. Then as soon as I stop smoking, then you start to notice the smell on other people like a ton. So like yes, on Friday night I was working and one of my coworkers, one of the servers like walked over to the bar and I was like, did you just smoke a cigarette? And she's like, no, I don't smoke. And I was like, I smell a cigarette. And then I look and there's a guy standing outside of the bar, probably 45 feet away from me. The door must have wafted open. And then like some of the smoke came into the restaurant and I smelled it. And I was like, dude, like how noticeable is that? And, you know, there's kids going to fucking high school smelling like that. And it's just like, that's just how they were. But anyways. Yeah. Like, oh, did you smoke a cigarette this morning? Yeah. It, well, it, the argument is like, you know. If you had a, a parent that smoked in the house, like you, re- like, unfortunately, it sucks, but like, you smelled like absolute shit. Like, oh, this person just reeks like cigs, right? All the time. And, it, you know, they may not even be smoking, which, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's very noticeable. Um, but so, okay, Ben, you said you had some things you wanted to chat about. Let's chat. How, how was your week, buddy? How you doing? Oh, my week was great. Um, honestly, Aaron, it was nothing like wild. Um, it was more just like, um, and I feel like we've touched on it before, but I just was going to make a comment on, you know, some people I follow whom I almost don't want to follow anymore are getting like unbelievably into the, what's going on over there and like the Mm. in gaza and all this sure and uh basically all it was making me think about was just like how little but i think like we I, i always say this we've talked about this before like how little we fight for like what's going on in our own country sure whereas like you know it's like do the people in gaza know that 
this, you know, this group of 20 people protesting in a tiny little town here in the United right. States are going to, you know, help anything. Not at so all. So that's all, that's all I was going to, that's all I was going to kind of like, well, it's just like touch on that, but it's really not, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. That's it. It's well, kind of just like, at what point, you know, do you, do you say something to, to like, just say, Hey, um, I feel, you know, it's not my business and I wouldn't say something, but I feel like it, it would be, you know, helpful to a lot of these folks to just like hear that. <clears throat> yeah. I, well, I think, I think a couple things, I have a couple thoughts on this. Uh, Cause I was, before we sat down to record, I, I took Sasha, I walked Sasha to the, uh, to the uh, coffee shop to get a coffee. And I was walking back to my apartment and obviously living in New Haven is a very different, you know, it's a very different uh, political climate here um, and say where you are in Florida. And so I was walking through my neighborhood, which is a lovely neighborhood. And uh, there was signs stapled to some of the light posts that say said you know to the something to the effect of you know call your representative um call your representative and and demand that they vote or you know support a ceasefire in in gaza and it had the statistics of people killed over the last three weeks it was you know something like ten thousand palestinians and you know 3600 of them being children which of course is awful like you know and we've said it from the very beginning of this whole thing. Like it's, it's terrible. Like this is, it shouldn't be happening. Um, And I, but part of me literally wanted to like get a Sharpie and go back and like right underneath it and be like, they don't care. Like if you think for one second, your local politician gives a fuck that you don't like what's going on in the middle East. Like they don't care. They don't care. It's just, it's, we, we have this like thing with politicians and we've talked about this, we've touched on this plenty of times, but like where we think that they legitimately care about what we want and our well-being as a, as a people. But like all it takes is a quick peek around the country to be like, you know what? It doesn't seem like they actually do care. Um, but th- the other point I was going to bring up is like, and I said this to my sister the other day, my sister works in a restaurant and I guess somebody called ahead to say that they had a uh, a shellfish allergy, or they said that they don't eat shellfish, and one other thing. And I guess the sous chef, who's been very pro Palestine and all this, was like, "Oh, I bet they're an Israel supporter. They're an Israeli supporter." Meaning because Jewish people don't eat shellfish, that he thought that this person, you know, must be Jewish and is a supporter of Israel. Basically, bringing politics into the restaurant, so to speak. Well, it turns out the person had a shellfish allergy, and like thankfully not like a serious one but like my sister had to give this person benadryl because the sous chef either didn't pay attention or didn't care and gave them shellfish and they had a shellfish allergy so like we've gotten to a point where everything is so polarizing everybody thinks their opinion matters everybody has a voice because of social media that people are doing things that are like just fucking wrong because they support a side in a country like you said that has no idea that is no idea that, you know, uh, a, a bunch of uh, activists in Portland, Oregon are, are protesting for for Palestine. Like it, it's for us here, it's it's so much more about virtue signaling and and making it seem like you're supporting the right side. And, you know, you're supporting a, a, a group of people that's been oppressed or whatever. But like 
the reality is, is those people are actually living through this situation. Like they're living through an actual war zone and watching their homes get fucking destroyed. And so we're, how selfish are we to think that like we are actually doing anything to help people that are fucking like, like I said, their homes are being destroyed. They're being uprooted. No other Muslim countries want to take any Palestinian refugees. Like, and here we are thinking like we're doing something because, you know, we're spending a couple hours protesting in, in city square. Like I, I just, yeah, it, it's, it's a very strange situation in time we're living in, you know? <clears throat> so Aaron, I want to bring this up. Okay. Same topic. All right. And I want you to get on your computer and I want you to, to go over there, to go to Gaza, Israel, go to that whole area. Like on the map. Okay. Yeah. So I recently heard something that was pretty interesting and it has to do with global shipping. Okay. Okay. Are you over there? Are yep. You, did you fly? Mm-hmm. You touched down in Suez? Took a, took a Concorde. Okay. Well, I want to zoom in right there at the mouth of the uh, Mediterranean Sea there where the, the Suez Canal yep. goes. Okay, you see how that one entry, it comes out there, you know, whatever that is, Port Said? Yep, Port Said. Port Said. Okay. Now, do you see over there to the right, the Aquaba, the other, like going up towards Israel, that water? Yep. Okay, and then you see that lake up there by Jerusalem. Yep. Okay, now, do you recall last year when that boat straddled the Suez Canal? Yep. And it cost, it caught, um, it was there for however many days? Yep. Well, it costed like, you know, however many billions or trillions of dollars it put everything behind. Mm-hmm. So I saw an interesting graphic the other day that the reason all this is going on is just way not what what the world thinks. They're trying to put another canal from that Aquaba mm-hmm. up through, like, up through there, Israel. Because of the shipping problems, but they can't. That land is, is, um, you know, yes, correct. Hmm. So, what better way than to well, just go to war there to take over some land? Like, I, I, I guess that it's already being dug and everything. So, like, that's something that you don't hear. You know, well, interesting. And the ben, global shipping economy may. What if, like, meaning maybe it has absolutely nothing to do. With anything other than money, like everything else is, like well, it, there's all there's always financial motivations with this shit, right? Like what happened when we invaded Iraq and killed Saddam Hussein? We gave Halliburton and all of Dick Cheney's friends the contracts to rebuild Iraq afterwards, right? Like so, turned into multi multi billion dollar deals for American corporations to go in and rebuild Iraq and. You know, is is Iraq doing that much better now because because of all this? You know, I don't know, but I've not heard anything that makes it seem like, you know, Iraq is now, uh, you know, Baghdad is a, a prime travel destination for tourists. So it doesn't doesn't seem to be the case. Um, but there's a, there's always financial motivation, you know, for corporations. I mean, do you see did you see, you know, poor Ukraine now they've taken a back seat. But you see that clip of Zelensky basically like begging for money. 
being like, you know, if you can't provide financial support, that's fine, but give us credit and like, we'll pay it back basically. Like it's, it all, it unfortunately always comes down to money and it just sucks because, you know, how do you put a price on a human life? And at the end of the day, it's the, Hey, it's a different part of the world. It's out of sight. It's out of mind. It's not our, it's not us. You know, we don't have to worry about it. So, you know, if we can make $10 billion off of this deal, then it's good for us, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's all pretty fucked, man, all these conflicts, but it doesn't matter any conflict that America gets involved in, whether it's, you know, actively or passively, we're always right there to then rebuild the country after whatever happens is finished. And we did the same thing with Ukraine. So American, American companies that have contracts to rebuild Ukraine when this conflict is done. And it's like, how does, how, and it doesn't matter. You, you, I mean, of course you look at it and be like, well, this is a conflict of interests, but who's going to stop it? Who's gonna, that's the problem is that there's nobody, nobody is going to stop it because if it's good for America, it's good for American allies. It's good for, you know, China's heavily invested in the American economy. So if the American economy does well, the world economy does well. And like, no matter how you slice well, it, war is good for the economy. And if it's good for America's economy, it's good for the world economy. Right. And then like, I mean, there's a whole, like a whole nother like aspect to it in the fact that like, you know, a lot of the, countries you know that we've gone to war with or all this like their gdps are like billions of dollars less than like like a like not even that big of companies you know throughout the world you know whether it's yeah in the united you know it's like think about how many hedge funds that are in New York that are not even that big time. Like they're not that big of a hedge fund, but they're still have, you know, a couple billion assets under management. And then look at some of these countries that like, Hey, Ben, Hey, guess what the total with the annual, the GDP for Palestine in 2021 was, um, 2.2 billion, 18.04 billion in 2021. Now, would you care to take a guess what uh, Tesla's rolling 12-month revenue was ending September 30th, 2023? Um, uh, $36 billion. $95.92 billion. <laughs> So, <laughs> quick math. The country of Palestine's GDP is 20% of what Tesla does in revenue in a year. One company, one American corporation does five times as much revenue every year than the country of Palestine just does in GDP. So you're right. To your point, you're right. Like, well, you know, is Palestine, and obviously there's there's tons of socioeconomic and geopolitical factors for why Palestine doesn't produce, you know, a higher GDP. But if you look at that and you're an American corporation, you're like, Okay. Well, well, didn't he? He, Elon Musk bought Twitter for forty billion, right? Four, yeah, forty-four. I think was the total. So, like, if you were a businessman, like, what is pa- Palestine valued at? If their GDP is eighteen billion a year, well, like, it, how, how would you like? 
at what point would you be like you can buy the, like I mean that's a, that's a, I guess what I'm getting at it's like you know I feel like you could you could finance Palestine pretty easily like, well th- with there... like zero zero down <laughs> <laughs> well interest rates are kind of high right now um but yeah I mean I it... You get what I, I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I get, I get, I get like, what you mean. I get what you mean. How is it like? Why is Palestine, um, a, a country and and Tesla is not? If that may, like you know, like the place in Brownsville, Texas, or whatever that you know could argue be like. Be if Tesla is that you know, if the next civil war was Tesla versus America instead of the South versus but, the North, <laughs> <laughs> I mean they got rockets, so it'd be. It could get interesting, and the new cyber trucks, you know, those are those are bulletproof or can be bulletproof. and and bow and arrow proof. Did you see Rogan yeah, shot the bow yeah. and arrow? Yeah, I did see that. Which is, <laughs> I, I I I think I said it on here. I always listen when Elon Musk goes on his show just to see if he's going to say anything that's going to tank Tesla stock or anything. And that that happened like pretty early in the episode, and I was like, you know, Joe Rogan's he's uh, you know he's a funny dude to something in the sense that like. He's so overly confident in certain things. And he's like, I bet you I could shoot a bow and arrow through that truck. It's like, dude, it can stop a fucking bullet. And you think you can shoot a bow and arrow through like the door and it just bounced off of it. Like, wasn't like it was, it was the joke. But um, anyways, to bring this all, all back, like, yeah, dude, I mean, it's it's just all about money. It's and it's sad because it's it's just another example of America putting, you know, price tags on on people's lives and you know people that already have it have had it pretty rough uh and not to absolve the palestinians because they're 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 guilty in this too but well i'm not absolving anything and i think the other thing is like at some point there's going to be you know something's going to happen over here like we're living in fantasy world the united states like karma is real at some point there's there's no. an there's another interesting bit in this Ben. We got seven and a half minutes left, but I think we could do it in that time. So Netanyahu, the the prime minister of Israel, I I don't know if you remember this. It was a few months ago, maybe maybe four or five months ago, where like there was an there were active protests in Israel to remove Netanyahu as the prime minister because he was trying to put some some laws into place that basically like overruled the israeli supreme court and like you know basically almost making it into some kind of like dictatorship and there was massive protests for him to be removed as prime minister and then now all of a sudden he looks like a hero because there's a conflict with palestine and he's you know bombing the shit out of them which you know maybe the israeli people like but it's just the timing of it is all very interesting that this guy was like they were trying to oust him as prime minister and now all of a sudden he's like back in people's good graces yeah, man. But I mean, that's, you know, I think that's all part of that back door. You know, it's like, right. They, they got some shit on. And I'm not saying it like whoever the, they is, 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 you know, irrelevant, but like somebody gets some shit on somebody else, you know, and then they use that as a, as a, as a chess piece, you know, in the right. game of war and, you know, yeah, we're, yeah, you do this one thing, and we we got you on tape doing this. So now you're gonna have to, you know, whatever, like play by our rule. Like right. whoever these, you know, what I'm trying to say is, it's just like, um, 
so here's a guy who, you know, the whole the whole country wants him gone, but then, you know, powers at B keep him in place. Sure. You know, and it's like Sure. You know, who's to say that's not all just part of part of it too? I mean, I'm sure it is in, in the sense that you know, what better way to cause more chaos than to have all the citizens of your country hate the, you know. Yeah. No doubt. And I mean, it's not like it would We're be the living first... in it right now. It, We're it, living in it. It's, it's like not, it's not wouldn't it be the first time that America, you know, either kept somebody in power or installed somebody in power that was was better for for them. Um just as an aside, the the Patriots are playing in in London this morning uh, against the Colts and so I have the the game on behind my laptop. It is fucking hilarious to me cuz last week I watched there was a game in Germany too, so I watched part of it in the morning. It's hilarious to me because these games in Europe, like these people go to the games and they just like there's people in Chiefs jerseys and Steelers jerseys and Vikings jerseys, the Patriots versus the Colts. <laughs> like it's just, right. Every They're just fans of football. They're just fans they, of football. They have one, one jersey. Exactly. You know, like... They're just fans of football and they want to go watch American football. God bless. It is hilarious, though, that we have – I'm sure you saw the meme from the London games, like – how American to go to London and be like, no, you're listening to our national anthem. And they do the same thing here. They go to Germany and play the American national anthem. This is funny, but um, we can, uh, we can wrap this up. I think that was a good chat. We got a few minutes left here, but uh, unless you got anything else, we might as well go about our Sundays. No, I mean, I I don't have anything. Might as well go watch the the Patriots fucking lose and just get it out of the way. Nice. Oh, come on, dude. Hey, Ben, at this point, they might as well lose. Get us a better draft pick, you know? So it's it's all good. It's tr- truly all good. Um, is Mac Jones still the guy? I don't know, man. We got three hey, and a half hey, minutes. I don't have enough Joe, time to delve into if that. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I think I'm going to sell my rookie cards because I can't, I can't be having this shit happen. Yeah, they're probably that will probably be their most valuable or they will probably be at their most valuable at that point. But um, all right, buddy, 193 in the books. Great job. It's always that's uh, what... it's always great chatting with you, Benny. I love you, buddy. Love you, bro.